Let us begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bruce Still. I'm your host, Ichimante Ale. and this episode here, we'll be recapping the finale of Hawkeye from Disney+. Plus. And it definitely met all my expectations. It was definitely an amazing finale, wrapping up a strong season one of Hawkeye and Disney+, Plus, which I hope is the first season. I definitely want to see a second season of Hawkeye. I do believe there's much more story to be told. And the way the episode ended definitely shows, from my interpretation, what could be a future for Hawkeye in the MCU, that his story is not done yet, that he has more action left in him. And I do hope that does happen, because the ending does seem to hint at that. And it will have drink pairing at the end of the episode, where I have a drink pairing for the end of Hawkeye, so do stay tuned for that as well after the recap. But here we go with my finale recap of Hawkeye from Disney+. Plus. We start off with Kate and Hawkeye at breakfast, and where Kate showed Hawkeye the phone from a message from Yelena that Kate received from Yelena, where her mother was meeting with the Kingpin. Hawkeye confirms that the Kingpin's the guy he's been worried about, what he calls a big boss, but it's also very much a very strong and dark revelation for Kate. She now sees her mother is involved in something very bad here, that her mother is not the person who she says she was. And it's definitely a stunning moment for Kate, a very strong, stunning revelation for Kate that she knows now that her mother's involved some very bad people, such as a kingpin. This gives Kate a very strong reaction. She knows she has to take action on this. She has to resolve this, and she tells Hawkeye to go home that she handles herself. Now, this moment is very similar to the moment where Hawkeye and Kate were on the rooftop after the first encounter with Yelena, where Hawkeye tells Kate to go home because he has to handle this on his own. Now, this moment right here, Kate tells Hawkeye the same, but this is when Hawkeye tells Kate that he is her partner, that they're partners now. They gotta finish this together, and this is a moment that really does show Kate that she has now officially earned her place amongst Hawkeye. She now really has Avenger status. Now, she's not an Avenger, but she's definitely in the same league as the Avengers now, based on Hawkeye telling her that Kate is Hawkeye's official partner on this, and he'll finish this together. I like this scene here. I like this moment between the two of them. As Hawkeye's now officially accepted Kate as his partner, he now wants to finish this with her by his side. A good moment in this episode that really does show that Kate has earned her place amongst Hawkeye. We then see Eleanor having a meeting with the Kingpin. We see more of the Kingpin here in this episode here, actually now he's officially introduced in the MCU. It does appear that Eleanor wants out of the life so that she's in. She wants to get out of this life that she's in. She wants to protect Kate, but the Kingpin also does not want to see that happen as well. The Kingpin knows he has leverage, and he wants to use that leverage against Eleanor, even though Eleanor wants out what she's involved in now. But we do know that Eleanor now is a very bad person. She's the one who hired Yelena to kill Hawkeye. So we know that Eleanor is now involved in very bad people, such as the Kingpin, but she wants out. But it also appears that she's in now. She's in this life. She can't get out. Eleanor wants to get out, but she can't get out now. She's now officially tied up to Kingpin where she likes it or not. She wants to protect Kate, but in the end, she's not able to do that now, as she's now officially involved with the Kingpin, which I really liked the scene here. I really liked how this really played out here. A good moment for Eleanor here. We saw more about Eleanor here. We definitely know she's hiding something throughout the whole series, but I never expected her to be a villain in the end. A villain to where she'll be involved with a guy like the Kingpin. Now, even though the Kingpin is showing some sense of patience here, he also is not tolerating what Eleanor is saying. He's not going to accept what she wants to do. He also says he's going to give her a minute on this, but he's also not being patient at the same time. So it appears the Kingpin, he doesn't want Eleanor out. He has leverage and he's not afraid to use it. Even though Eleanor wants out of what she's involved in with the Kingpin, he's definitely not going to let her out of this. Kingpin then has his meeting with Echo after meeting with Eleanor. Now, at first I thought Echo was going to confront Kingpin about him having her father killed, but she declines to do so and said asking for some time off, which a Kingpin does allow. But in the end, Kingpin is suspicious about Echo and he makes this known to Kazi after Echo leaves. As it now appears that Kingpin knows that his power grip is now starting to slip, he wants Kazi to know that he is in charge of New York City. He's making this known right to Kazi 
Kingpin known to Eleanor once out, and now he's worried that Echo once out the same way. So we're seeing more of Kingpin in this scene. I'm watching the scene right now. You know, Kazi's definitely not going to confront Kingpin. He knows that Kingpin's in charge, but Kingpin's starting to realize his grip on power is starting to slip, and now he's willing to take drastic measures to make sure he continues the grip of power in New York City. It's definitely an effective scene showing the power that Kingpin has, and also how far he's willing to go to maintain his grip on power over New York City with the criminal underworld. We then get the scene with Hawkeye and Kate making new arrows. These are the arrows that Hawkeye uses on his missions, and we got introduced to a lot of arrows that Hawkeye uses, some of them we never really saw in the movies, and we got a good glimpse of what Hawkeye uses on his missions. We saw arrows with references to Iron Man and Ant-Man that Tony Stark and Scott Lang played a role in development of Hawkeye's arrows, as there's definitely a unique variety that Hawkeye uses. And although this was an educational scene into Hawkeye's arsenal, what really stood out in the scene was when Hawkeye asked Kate if she's really up to it, if she could really go through this mission with Hawkeye, if she is indeed having what it takes to complete this. And that's when Kate reveals what led her to this moment, what led her to the inspiration to become just like Hawkeye. She shares with Hawkeye the story when she first saw Hawkeye during the Battle of New York, from the building she lived in, and how Hawkeye saved her life without him knowing it. She also tells Hawkeye how he proved that anyone could be a hero, that they don't need superpowers, that anyone could be a hero with the right mindset, that Hawkeye proved that to her and also to the whole world. Now remember, in this whole series, several people love Hawkeye. Hawkeye just doesn't seem to realize it, or maybe he's not comfortable with it at the same time. He's not a guy who likes a lot of attention, he likes to keep a low profile, so the idea of a lot of people loving Hawkeye, have a lot of fanfare for him, is definitely something he's not comfortable with, and we continue to see that in this scene. But in the end, Kate does assure Hawkeye that she is indeed ready, that she is indeed up to it, and that she is indeed ready to make the tough choice that heroes have to make when being a hero. We then see Hawkeye and Kate attend a party, undercover, looking for any immediate threats right away. They do have the LARPers there providing on-site support undercover as well, but the party scene eventually evolves into chaos. Kazi tries to assassinate Hawkeye through a window. There's a massive fight scene. Yelena shows up trying to kill Hawkeye, and where she ends up sparring with Kate on the elevator. It was definitely a very good scene. I like this idea of Kate and Yelena fighting in the elevator. They continue to show a very interesting dynamic between the two of them. I don't know if the two are ever going to team up in the MCU in the future, but I do see it as a possibility. In the end, Kate is able to stop Yelena from getting to the floor that Hawkeye's on, but Yelena does use her grappling hook to go into the floor that Hawkeye's on, trying to kill Hawkeye, only to fail after a warning from Kate. Several members of Tracksuit Mafia show up on site, and we see the LARPers and Jackins involved in a sword fighting scene against members of Tracksuit Mafia. It definitely is a very good chaotic scene. A lot of allies coming out to support Hawkeye and Kate, including Jack. Now, I don't think Jack is there to be an ally. He just wants to get in on the action because he brought a sword with him to the party, and now it's his moment, his calling to get in, in the action. And I like this moment for Jack. This is a very good scene for Jack here. That Jack indeed was never a bad guy. He's just a guy trying to make his way in the world, and now he's finally calling in this moment. And by working as a team and also with their new suits, which are also very cleverly designed, Hawkeye and Kate are able to repel the tracksuit mafia using the arrows they made. Echo kills Kazi after a brief conversation where he tries to get Kazi to go in a different road, but he says he cannot walk in both worlds, as he says. This leads him being killed by Echo. Also, it was not a moment Echo really enjoyed. She wanted Kazi to join her in a new life, but then Kazi said he wasn't up for it, which led to his death at the hands of Echo. Kate then has an encounter with Kingpin where they square off against one another, and where it shows that Kingpin maybe has a super soldier serum. He definitely has some kind of superhuman strength, but in the end, Kate wins the struggle by using the arrows that he broke, by using that flip. Now, remember there was that flip earlier in her season where Hawkeye showed Kate how to flip a steel object. She uses that, igniting all the other arrows, stopping Kingpin. In the end, Kate confronts Eleanor, her mother. Kate tells Eleanor everything she knows. Eleanor tries to justify her actions, only for her to be taken into custody by police. It's indeed a very powerful scene. Not one I'm sure Kate enjoyed, but Nia she had to do. Because going back to that moment, it goes back to that moment where Hawkeye tells Kate that being a hero means having to make tough choices. And this is what Kate had to make. She had to make the tough choice of telling the police about the actions of her mother, leading her mother to get arrested for the death of Ramon from episode one. It's definitely not a very easy scene to watch. It's definitely a very powerful scene, but in the end, Kate had to make a very tough decision. And in the end, it was the right decision, even though she did not enjoy making that decision. But it goes back to her 
learning that lesson from Hawkeye that being a hero means having to make very tough choices. We then see Hawkeye and Yelena square off. Yelena and Hawkeye are fighting on the ice rink. Hawkeye is trying to tell Yelena that Romanov sacrificed herself as a hero and Vermeer in order for her to help save the world, even though Hawkeye says that if he were to tell the story to Yelena, she would never believe it. And he also tells Yelena that he's also torn up about the death of Black Widow, saying that he did not earn the right to be alive, that they had to fight in order for one to sacrifice the other in order to save the world. In the end, though, he's able to use the whistle from that was used by Black Widow, aka Natasha Romanov. He was that same whistle that bonded Romanov and Yelena from the movie Black Widow. That's how Hawkeye is able to convince Yelena that indeed he had nothing to do with Black Widow's death. They end up embracing. Yelena now understands that Black Widow was not killed by Hawkeye. She ends up leaving. They go their separate ways, although it does seem to be ambiguous the way they left one another. I wonder if they're going to work together in the future in the MCU. That remains to be seen, but I do see that as a possibility because I can see Hawkeye and Yelena working together probably in the future, although that remains to be seen, as they do have a very ambiguous ending in this scene when they go their separate ways. Echo then confronts Kingpin. Kingpin tries to tell Echo that tough choices had been made, but in the end, Echo shoots Kingpin. We don't see him die. We don't see how he gets shot. As a shot is fired, the camera goes up, so we don't see exactly what happened. So it's very well possible that Kingpin is still alive. Then in the end, he might be blind. There is a comic book edition where Kingpin is blind, so maybe that's what indeed happened because the way that Echo's pointing a gun at him is right in his face. So maybe he didn't die in the end. So we could see Kingpin again in the future of the MCU. I don't know what role, but there will be an Echo spinoff. So that's a likely destination where we see Kingpin again in the MCU. I don't believe he's dead just yet. I do believe that Echo just shot him but did not kill him. And it's also last to see of Echo in this series. In the end, the scene is settled down. I do see an interesting scene between Jack and one of the LARPers in where the LARPers are asking Jack to join them, making me believe that Jack might have a future in the MCU. I do believe we're going to see more of Jack in the MCU. I hope so, actually, because Jack is a really good character. He's definitely eccentric, a little wacky, but he's also very lovable at the same time. In the end, he got a bad rap, but in the end, Jack is actually a pretty good guy, and the LARPers want him to join them. So an MCU spinoff with Jack and LARPers could be a good idea. I don't know if Disney Plus and Marvel will take it that far, but I do see Jack and the LARPers having a future in the MCU. And there's also at the end where Hawkeye and Kate Bishop go back to Hawkeye's family for Christmas. You know, Kate's not part of Hawkeye's family. That's how I see it. Kate is like another daughter for Hawkeye. That's how I'm seeing it right now. Like, he's her father figure because she lost her father many years ago. Now, Hawkeye's filling that void right now. So to go back to Hawkeye's house for Christmas is a very good positive ending. We also get an answer on the watch. Hawkeye gives the watch to his wife. In the end, it revealed or it's hinted that she was once an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. We see the number 17 on the watch, hinting that Hawkeye's wife was once an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., which ends the mystery of this watch. And that's how season one from Hawkeye concludes on Disney+. Plus. Overall, it's a great series. A really good series. I really enjoyed recapping Hawkeye for all of you, along with recapping all the Marvel shows that came out this year here on the Bruce Shield Podcast. And I do wonder what the future is for Hawkeye in the MCU. They're still settling that question right now, but there is talk there could be a season two of Hawkeye because in the end, Kate is asking Hawkeye what her superhero name should be. Before he says anything, we see the Hawkeye name come on the screen, hinting that maybe he's passing on the Hawkeye name over to Kate. And he also burned the Ronin jacket with Kate present in where Hawkeye officially sheds his identity of Ronin once and for all by burning the Ronin jacket. But also, where is the sword? We don't see where the sword is a Ronin. We don't see where the sword went. So I do believe the sword is still out there. That's one of the questions I have about the ending of season one of Hawkeye. That is, where is the sword? And does this really have a main purpose in the MCU? And also, what's next to the characters of Echo, Yelena, Kate, and even Hawkeye? I do see all four of them having a future in the MCU. I just don't know what that is yet. But overall, this is a really good series. It was definitely good exploration into the character of Hawkeye, the most low-profile character of the original six of the Avengers. It was definitely also a good learning lesson for Hawkeye. He went on a journey where he learned that he's loved by a lot of people, that even though he has a very low profile, that he has a strong fan base, that he is indeed a very much a respected Avenger, that in the end, many people love Hawkeye for the ways he saved the world with the Avengers. 
adventures that Hawkeye is not a guy who's forgotten that he indeed has a strong fan base. We saw that in this series. I do believe that part of the theme of the series was Hawkeye learning that he is indeed loved, that he is indeed a respected member of the Avengers, and him coming to terms with that is also part of the series as well. I don't think he fully came to terms with it in the end. I do believe he likes the idea of maintaining a low profile, but in the end, this is a really good series, a really good way to wrap up 2021 with all these MCU series coming on Disney+. And it was a really good, enjoyable experience recapping them here at Bruce Stilled, and I can't wait to see more of the MCU and to recap future shows of the MCU here in Bruce Stilled. Now for now though, we'll be taking a break from the MCU here in Bruce Stilled. There will be more NFL action and also more food and drink content coming to 2022, so do stay tuned for that. But in the end, Hawkeye was an amazing series, and I can't wait to see what's next for Hawkeye and Kate in the MCU, and also can't wait to recap future shows of the MCU here in Disney+. Plus. Now what drink am I pairing with this episode of Hawkeye? What drink am I pairing with the Season 1 finale of Hawkeye? The drink pairing I have for the Season 1 finale of Hawkeye is going to be Outlaw Bourbon from Yellow Rose Distilling in Houston, Texas. This bourbon has a strong flavor with caramel and vanilla, and has a very strong flavor to it as well, a really good bourbon. It's really interesting to see bourbons coming out of Texas. I discovered this bourbon was at Whiskey Fest in San Francisco earlier this month, and it's also pot distilled in Texas. It comes in a really nice bottle, and again, it's from Yellow Rose Distilling, and the name of the bourbon is Outlaw Bourbon Whiskey. It is the oldest distillery in Houston, Texas. Now, bourbon typically comes from Kentucky, so to see bourbon from Texas is really interesting and really fascinating. In terms of the smell for this whiskey, it has a nice aroma of rich caramel and vanilla, and there's also a hint of floral at the same time. And it also has a very sweet and rich flavor as well, and the finish is really caramel and vanilla. The caramel and vanilla has a strong influence on the finish after tasting it, and this is a really good bourbon I'll have with the dessert. Obviously, this is really much a good dessert bourbon. With a piece of cake or any other kind of dessert, I'll definitely have this bourbon with a really good dessert. So I would call this more of a dessert bourbon, but also a very casual drinking bourbon as well. But this is really good bourbon here. And that's what I'm pairing with the finale of Hawkeye Season 1, and that is Outlaw Bourbon from Yellow Rose Distilling in Houston, Texas. And that'll do from here in this edition of Bruce Stilled. Hope you enjoyed this recap of the MCU from Hawkeye Season 1 on Disney+. Plus. You check out the other MCU shows on Disney+. Plus. Now, we'll be taking a break from the MCU here in Bruce Stilled. I will have more beer, food, and NFL content coming up in 2022, but the MCU will return down the road. I hope all of you have a good Christmas. Go out there, enjoy some good beer, bourbon, and whiskey. Have some good time with family. And I'll be back next time with the NFL recap and recent NFL action in the NFL season of 2021. I'm Rose DJ Monte Ale. I'll see you all next time. Until then, be brewed and be distilled, folks. Cheers. Cheers.